Hello, folks. That's a reference to a different podcast. If you know that, leave it in the comments, and I'm not going to give you anything, but uh, that's one. Of, that's a fun podcast to listen to. I don't know what to call you guys, dude. Nerds, dudes, gentlemen. It's 99% male, according to uh, YouTube analytics. But welcome to another episode of Canode Knows, brought to you by Dig BMX. This week on the show, we got Casey Badger. Casey Badger is not just an Arizona legend. He's kind of a legend in his own right and BMX in general. I'd say he has probably the best X-Ups I've ever seen because they're fully corked. Oh, hey, there's him right there. He came over and we chatted for a couple hours about his journey in BMX, his current life, his work that he does outside of BMX in the production field, which is super interesting. And he's just a chill-ass fun dude. I have known him for, you know over a decade, but never really sat down and talked to him like this. So I, I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy it too. Shout out to Casey for coming over and making this happen. And it got cut a little bit short because we uh, were late for a uh, local video contest, which was super fun. Shout out to Zach Beerley for putting that on for the Phoenix scene. Before we get into it, please like, subscribe, hit the bell notifications. Uh, let's help Diggs YouTube channel grow, and mine too. It, I don't care which one you watch it on, but maybe uh, go and support both of our channels. And leave a review. That is helpful big time in getting an uh, organic reach out there for people to listen to the show. If you want to uh, get your health right, I got a promo code for RAR Superfoods, which is a green uh, superfood. It's a powder that you drink. Um, if you've heard of Athletic Greens, it's very similar to that, but it's owned by John Mata and Joey Mata. So support small businesses and go use the promo code Canode at checkout for 15% off. And I think just adding that into your daily life honestly helps get the ball rolling on getting a lot healthier. So there's that. And yeah, big ups to Casey, big ups to Dig. And without further ado, let's just get into it, man. Casey Badger. <laughs> Oh, hello, Casey Badger. Get your it? get your mic over there, dude. Closer. Talk, talk into that thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. we could just do the whole thing from right here. Well, um, hi, Casey. Hi, Bobby. Why are you in town? Why are you in Phoenix? You live in Oregon now. Uh, yeah, I come back for one of my best friend's weddings. It's on Sunday. Hell yeah. Um, I think I know that best friend. Mm -hmm. I Big like Andy. Andy. Big Andy, dude. Love the, Andy. The fucking man. I don't think I've ever met his uh fiance or wife on sunday oh yeah her name is also casey casey mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that's your fun it's huh? funny so andy officiated my wedding no shit he called me quesadilla in the wedding <laughs> in the wedding because he was so fucking nervous yeah <laughs> and so billy and i last night painted the thing that's like you put you know like the tourist things where you put your head through a different image yeah Andy yeah. was like i want a skinny cowboy holding a fat girl right yeah and so i put on it like andy plus casey forever and i was like i should put quesadilla on there instead of casey and i was yeah. like i can't do that to her though like it's not her fault True. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> andy ruined my wedding i'll get him back right. <laughs> i've been scheming this for four years <laughs> oh people shit. don't people don't forget <laughs> never forget <laughs> um we were talking before we hit record about a project that brought you down here that um that happened before this wedding stuff and it was super interesting so i kind of want to get into that again so uh tell me about the uh what what company did you say it was red bull no it wasn't a red bull it was a i don't know if i can say the 
okay. name. It's Secret. a it's a mountain bike wheel company. Okay. I would say. Um, yeah, I just basically like I do work for a production company called Modify Content, which we did Red Bull Dreamline, we did Tyler Fernangle Silverdome Project, we did snowmobile events, do so some dumb. mountain bike stuff, like a, you know, cool Red Bull projects plus you know some other stuff and you know the other things that pay the bills like a golf brand and Nike, dumb. like yeah. everybody else in Portland and. Yeah, we do. We do a lot, and we try to do the fun stuff. The fun stuff is like, you know, what gets us excited, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I have a photographer friend in Portland who's comes from skateboarding. He's John Humphreys, who you know, he's literally the fucking man in the skateboard photography world. He got hired on this job, and basically, he like reached out to them and was like, "Hey, you need to just hire Casey. Like, he comes from this world. He can like really help direct this." you know fill in the blanks because you guys don't have any backing in this and and you know you don't really know how to fulfill this job and so they kind of hired me on as like you know help produce it slash be like i think my title was t- was technically like course designer which is kind of hmm. hilarious because I, yeah. <laughs> I don't design the course yeah but, <laughs> but i mean just knowing that world and knowing bikes and and i got aaron bostrom hired on to like actually do the building he would actually be the course designer you know like yeah. i just I know how to speak the language between the creative director for the agency, all the producers, the client side. And then obviously I can relate to the athletes and I know I can look at what they're trying to do and like kind of help the athlete, like come up with what they want to ride. Um, so yeah, that was, we did that. The story was pretty funny on the first site check. So one of the athletes is Mitch Ropolato. He's a, Ropolato. Ropolato. Mitch Ropo. He's he's a pretty entertaining mountain bike dude. Okay. As much as that pains me to say. No, <laughs> we hate mountain bikes, I've, I've really especially come, on I've this really podcast. Come around on the mountain bikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but he's fucking awesome, and he's like, uh, you could tell he like rode BMX, basically. You know, like you can look at a mountain bike and go, oh yeah, you didn't just ride mountain bikes, yeah, right? Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, we're out doing the sight check and. It's at this like abandoned airplane graveyard, basically, or not abandoned, but it's just like a. It's like oh, I was laughing that it was like pick and pull, but for airplane parts, like it's literally just junkyard, but it's all giant airplanes. Legitimately, is it like a pick and pull for airplanes? Yeah, I think they do like a lot of Hollywood set stuff. Oh, like okay, he was gotcha, saying, like yeah. Con Air was filmed out there, and like some B movies yeah. and shit, you know, like. Excuse me. So there's one of those plane graveyards here, but also you were talking about this yeah, one was. Kinda. This one was in the Mojave Desert, so okay. kind of like behind riverside almost um but yeah we're doing the site check and mitch was like very like he didn't know us at all you know like he'd never met any of us and he's with like his basically team manager or like he's the director of marketing for that company but and we're all like maybe you can do this or maybe you can do this and you know and i'm wearing a kink shirt and i had like an odyssey beanie on and he's like oh, you ride bmx and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah i ride bmx and he's like oh that's cool like I used to ride BMX. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could, I could tell. But I, yeah. I, you know, I did my homework. I watched you. I watched your videos. You know, like yeah. you, you look good on a mountain bike. And we're going, and he's like, he's kind of like, you know, you can see him like kind of putting pieces together as we're like talking about stuff. And he's like, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, I live in Portland now, but I'm from Phoenix. And he's like, oh, ah, uh, a kink dude just moved from Phoenix to Portland like not too long ago, like maybe like a couple years ago. He's like, I think it was Sexton. I was like, nah, Sexton <laughs> lives in like Dallas now. Uh, and he's like, and he's like, no, 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 it wasn't Sexton. It was, um, and I look over and Humphreys is like holding back this laugh, you know, he's like, oh. 
because he knows what it's coming and he's like it was casey badger and i was like i'm casey and then like instantly from that he was like holy shit like we did we did a kink trip to salt lake years ago you know and he's like i watched you and doyle like walk through the park like into layton and he's like i was like a 13 year old bmx kid you know like so he's like i just looked around and i found like the biggest thing that i knew how to do and he's like he threed this crazy gap at layton which is like it's hard to even jump this thing and he threed it and he was this little kid and i'm like i fully remember that like hell yeah and i was like that was you and he's like yeah but that alone like from that minute on he was like it like gained his trust in that like we knew what he could do and wanted to do and it like helped the whole shoot out you know like that's dope speak the language and can you share like what kind of because i'm picturing mountain bikes at a airplane graveyard and i'm not sure i mean honestly it was you know this shoot was mountain biking but you know to shad johnson's argument like bmx is in a size is in a wheel size like it was a bmx shoot at an airplane graveyard Sick. like we yeah. built a, a big hip like he wall rode the side of a giant plane Dope. that's what i was and asking like, like yeah what, he did like shit? Yeah. another big hip that he jumped over like basically like these stacks of planes that were stacked up yeah and jill kittner who is paul kittner for everybody that you know remembers him from building the underground and old snm dude pacific northwest but jill kittner's his sister she's not even arguably the best female cyclist i would even put her at any level like she's like 12 time world champ no shit like queen of crankworks like five times like she's a boss yeah but she was in it she was in that too and so we are like finding setups like there was a whole like 747 that was like on its side and so she like rode down the wing like the whole wing it was super steep and she's like a cool step down like off of the nose of an airplane that's dope yeah it was super fun like and it was you know very produced you know like yeah had a whole grip team and lights yeah you know like there's somebody hitting a slate for every shot (laughs) well no slate (laughs) like motion kind of wrapped around the you know it was like still emphasis with you know motion was their, their deliverables were very small but yeah. still like yeah i mean you know that world like it's hard to put them both in the same space mm-hmm. especially at night like lighting is so different yeah but i mean they figured it out like that's dope from what i saw it all looked good we are kind of we didn't get to watch all of the filming or writing we were kind of like building ahead of what they were going to be doing or moving shit around yeah but yeah, I mean, that but project, you got it done. Sounds like you were the uh, producing translator. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, BMX. Blending uh, the world. Yeah. yeah. It's wild how, like, you know, it's not like they're out of touch. They're just kind of ignorant to, I guess, the culture is, is a weird way to, like, phrase it. Corporate creative people and then, you know, bridging the gap to someone who just rides bikes and has been doing that forever yeah like Ropo. i mean it's crazy obviously like we we are hypersensitive to any of that stuff because this is our life you yeah. know like and i and i mean that when i say life like all of us i feel like to a better part like this is what we live for right, right. so like anything that doesn't represent us in the best possible light instantly gets clowned yeah so you know to a creative director that comes from this big agency like bmx is the smallest weirdest world like why why he doesn't need to care about it at all yeah like he did for the shoot but yeah. that's what he hires people like us for you yeah. know like luckily there are people like us that are infiltrated into these worlds you know like mm-hmm. that's dope let's talk about infiltrating into that world well <laughs> like i do basically you're you're casey badger and you rode for kink for a long time i would imagine anybody listening already kind of knows who you are but let's talk about the, your transition from being a pro rider to your next job like what 
how did you get out of it and what was your like first step in 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 infiltrating the uh you know production corporate uh basically things that pay money type of work i mean i'll say i still don't really make money because i still (laughs) just do the things that i like fishing baby (laughs) yeah fishing uh no i mean i don't know yeah the fishing thing is interesting because i fished when i was a kid with my dad a lot my dad passed away when i was 18 i completely quit fishing and then you know i was like 30 or maybe a little bit before that like 28 or something and i went on a camping trip started fish like went to my mom's got all my fishing stuff and was like why the fuck did i stop doing this and then like literally like it it's like bike riding to a 13 year old right like it just takes over your life so it's like any moment i could i'd be going fishing or i'd be reading about fishing i'd be like learning how to tie flies again and it was it was a weird combination of like sentimental stuff from my childhood plus like you know my passion shifting out of bikes which i didn't think that anything could ever shift out of bikes you know fully and all of that like encompassed into this weird world that i thought was completely different from bikes but it's not like it's literally basically the same thing with a different medium so to speak right um but yeah i just started doing that a lot and like that kind of like bikes did for me just naturally progressed into me like getting sponsored by a fishing company and like going on trips and like it was it was a very natural like i didn't try for that to happen i didn't try for anything in bikes to happen i mean maybe to my fault it was just everything was just very natural and organic for how my life has worked out you know like not saying that i didn't like try is a weird word but like i did, i wasn't like that wasn't my goal for anything right yeah right? i'm like, gonna become a sponsored fisher yeah exactly fisherman. <laughs> like I, when i was a kid like of course every kid's like i want to be a sponsored bike rider but yeah. like at the end of the day like sponsored or not i was gonna be doing it anyways yeah you know like but yeah the fishing stuff kind of took off and then you know with that like i started getting the work through modify which at the time was become co um like i helped them do dreamline builds that's so sick and kind of like learned a little bit of that like paul williams who's actually from phoenix too like he's one of my best friends and he owns the company and he kind of like you know he's like you have all these weird skill sets like you you're really valuable to us in a lot of this stuff like because i have an art background so i kind of help with like the creative concepting stuff like i storyboard out all the shoots yeah you know like and and again like with with a lot of this stuff like i have a weird knowledge and skill set that applies to this stuff like we do some fishing shoots and we do bike shoots and you know paul rides bikes and yeah we can kind of speak on all that stuff i haven't but seen it is paul like in a, so long yeah, dude i love that guy too. yeah that's got, dope. A, got a little baby now um oh well congrats paul if you're listening <laughs> that's awesome but yeah it's, it was really cool like and he was basically after that like i was working at pasty here in town like managing the tempe store i remember know, this okay and yeah. then doing that stuff plus fishing all the time plus still riding you know like doing a lot and then paul's like you need to move to portland like i think we have enough work at this point like where you could just move here and just work for us full time and i was nice like, you know i'd already been i'd started going to portland for the summers and i was 21 until i was like 27 because sure would sure moved out there yeah and he was like the first summer he's like do you have to come to portland i'm like all right Hell see yeah. you next week <laughs> so i always like always looking for a way back basically you know like i love phoenix and i love arizona but i couldn't deal with summers dude like you you had it made i mean you were doing the right thing being a snowbird sunbird i was yeah. called sunbird sunbird i like that <laughs> but yeah it's it interesting and then you know like 
the fishing stuff is interesting too because I basically got on officially with the fishing stuff because of my knowledge that I gained from bike riding. Yeah, you know? I, like, I was going to ask it while you were talking about that. Like how how does one become a sponsored fisherman? What's the terminology? I Did you see a clip of uh, the, the guy... Um, or sorry, not guy, the, they, Sam Smith, who did the performance at whatever Grammys, I saw a clip of them saying, I want to be a fisher them. And I was like, whoa, a fisher them. Okay. So what is the, what's the proper terminology for being a fish catcher? (laughs) Uh, Angler. Angler. Okay. Angler is the gender neutral, everything encompassing. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, My story is kind of weird. Like, I was just going fishing all the time and because of how our lives worked as bike riders, you know, you put everything that you're doing on the internet. Yeah. So I had a Twitter and a fucking Instagram and just, you know, and I was just like, so if I was fishing, I was posting fishing shit. If I was riding, I was put like not any different than what I do now. Right. right? So I was working at my friend's clothing store at the time as well. Sunset clothing exchange. Shout out angel. Shout Uh, out angel. But yeah, I was pretty slow and I got a weird Twitter message like, hey, I got a fishing question. And I was like, because mm. I would get like, and this sounds bad too, but I would get like, you know, in between BMX kids, like asking me for free bike parts. Yeah. I would get like, you know, random fishing questions too. And I would usually always field the fishing ones. Oh yeah. Be closer. I always field the fishing ones just being that it was, you know, something that I was obsessed with at the time. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, what's your question? He's like, hey, I'm a photographer. These are my clients. Like. I have a fly fishing shoot coming up. He's like, I saw your post and you don't look like a fly fisherman. So do you want to do one to shoot? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so he's like, yeah, we'll fly you to Oregon. We'll float down this river for four days and, you know, we'll pay you whatever, you know, Fuck small, yeah. small day rate. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is crazy. I'm getting paid to go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Thought that that was it, you know, and then it was for a year. And then a year later, I get a call from or an email from the brand manager of the brand, Reddington, who I'm still involved with. And they were like, hey, we're, we made new products. Do you want to come do the same thing again on a different river? And I was like, yes. Yes, please. And so during that, you know, having conversations and the brand director at the time was like, you know, how did your shit with BMX work? Like, you know, basically like, tell me how your sponsorship in BMX worked. And I was like, well, you know, like you start and you get some free stuff and then it progressed and we got like a little travel budget and then it progressed and we got like a little salary and then you get a signature part and you know, like your responsibilities kind of go up. And I was like, I'm old. So we had print mags still. So we'd get photo contingencies or video contingencies. I remember photo contingencies. Yeah. We'd get, you know, you get a logo and you get a couple hundred bucks or a burrito depending on who the person was. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so I explained all that to her and, you know, having, bars in a frame and how involved you know zach and kink and matt and jay and everybody let us be with those products like really taught us you know i say us too like daryl doyle everybody you know that had a part is like you learn really learn how it goes from the design phase all the way through production to marketing and to all that stuff and you know so we we really did get a crash course in like marketing 101 shout out jay for that that's awesome and so going through that process and she's just like you know and and i don't think we give ourselves enough credit as you know bmx riders or you know as an industry either like bmx industry is very progressive in its marketing because it's so it has to be grassroots you know there's no money you learn how to do everything on this crazy budget yeah you're really asking a lot out of you know your employees or your 
team members or whatever to get all of this done for literally nothing. You yeah. Know? And it's not, and it's not because there's a ton of money in the industry. It's, I mean, that's just how it is. Like you have to learn how to get all of the shit done with very little. Yeah, for real. Send a whole team of six people, film a video, yeah. get all the photos for the, you know, the uh, catalog mm-hmm. for the year, all within seven days and keep it under five grand. Yeah. Right. And you're <laughs> like, and, but as a, as a, 18 year old bike rider you're like you're like i'll do that for four bucks yeah for real (laughs) sometimes that's your per diem (laughs) yeah totally for the whole trip yeah and that's great you know but things progress and you you tend to need a little bit more as you get older and yeah you you know your worth (laughs) yeah um so you're talking to this reddington yeah and they're just she's just like how do you know all this shit about marketing like you should be a marketing direct brand manager or something you know and i'm like yeah. i don't know i just paid attention i guess yeah you know? like and then ultimately she's like well all of that stuff that you did for the bike company like do you want to just do that for us I was like, smart girl yeah yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> and she's like cool i'll give you free product <laughs> we'll go on a trip or now and then you know like sick so then you're a sponsored angler. and so then i'm a sponsored angler and that that's fire yeah has that progressed any further since then or like is there were you flow and then now are you pro in your angler career angling <laughs> it's weird so the the outdoor world is is different like the, the only way that i can explain it is like bike riding there's like a it's it is hard especially for me saying this too like you have to be like you can you need to be certain good you know like yeah. you need to be at a level right whereas like in fishing like you can be the best caster on the planet it's all it's not up to you though it's up to the fish ultimately right like you're fooling something else that's living yeah into eating and that's and that's what is deciding your success that's or interesting. If, and if that's what your success is like fly fishing is a weird thing too like to me catching the fish isn't really that high up on the totem pole of what makes a successful day for fishing for me right okay but from a brand standpoint like why do you hire this person or like, you know, like, yeah. how do you promote this person? Like, and it's everything aside from catching fish, right? Yeah. And it's a lot like that in bikes too. Like, yeah. we, we kind of have this conversation. Like, I mean, obviously I wasn't the best bike rider, you know, like, yeah. but I I made a little niche in my world, you know, and, and yep. did what I did. And and it was had very little to do with bike ability, yeah. I, I think. I think it's like personality, willingness to you know, do photos and videos and I don't know, the whole, the whole package more than yeah, just, just being able know, to catch a yeah, fish. You want to be able to, or being able a, to tail yeah, whip. I can go know? on a fishing trip and get along with everybody or, yeah, you know, yeah. same with bike trip. Like for real, it's huge. Don't butt heads. And, but yeah, it's interesting. So they're just like, yeah, I don't, we, there's no way to like do that. I mean, there are like big figureheads in the fishing world that I'm sure get paid. Yeah. I'm not sure. They do get paid. My yeah. wife gets money. Um, she's a pro. Yeah, she's a pro. I'm just like that's dope. You married pro angler, anglet. Pro, pro ang- uh, no, still <laughs> I'm angler. Just kidding. Yeah, angler. I'm an angler. But yeah, it's it's a little bit different of a of a model, but it's ultimately kind of the same. Like when it boils down to it, that's fine. So still Reddington. Any other? Yeah, still Reddington. Um, like what it, <laughs> does Reddington do? I'm just curious personally because. Fishing's a whole different. Can you tell I've never been fishing? <laughs> I don't know shit. Let's go fishing, buddy. Um, yeah, let's go fishing. Uh, yeah. So I want to know, like, I don't know what, like, in BMX, there's parts yeah. sponsors, there's frame sponsors. No, it's perfect. So Reddington makes hard goods, so rods, reels. Okay. 
They make waders, which keeps you dry. Yeah. They make boots. So that's what Reddington's main thing is. Oh. Reddington is under a parent company called Farbank. Okay. So think about it like Full Factory, yeah. Odyssey Sunday, you know, yeah. Fairdale. So Farbank owns another rod hard goods company called Sage, which is like top of the line okay. best stuff. Yeah. You know, that's even better. S&M, American made. Sage, American made. Oh. Fit, overseas made. Reddington, overseas made. Okay, you know, gotcha. Easy, yeah. easy connection. Um, Farbank also owns Rio Products, which is they make lines. Soft goods. No, no what, what's the like category? The, it's yeah, like, like the, the wire. Line, the, yeah, the yeah. line that you cast yeah. and you fish with. They make leader and tippet, which is the monofilament, the clear stuff. Okay. They make flies, which is the lure, colorful thing. The colorful thing yeah. made out of feathers and yeah. plastic sometimes. Um, so they kind of have all of that stuff. So I'm on Rio and I'm on Reddington. Sick. I have a clothing sponsor called Topo Designs, which is out of Cal- or Colorado. Um, nice. Yeah. It's kind of all the same. I mean, kind of like most things in life, a lot of this, a lot of shit comes, you know, from referrals and you get one thing and then it leads to another thing. Like, I'm curious, like this uh, clothing sponsor you just said, I forgot the roto. Would you say what it is? Topo. Topo. It's all, uh, it's just like everything else in the world that's you meet people and they go Man, i like you or i hate you you know yeah, like, for real <laughs> and someone there you know we had a, i had a friend brandon that worked there he came from reddington and he sent me like a backpack forever ago you know like they make they started out as basically just making packs yeah and so i had a backpack forever and then i ended up meeting the marketing guy and the marketing guy was like i'll give you anything else you want and then kayla and i both met one of the owners named Jed and he like we got along super well and so like it just evolved that way. It works you know? out, like, yeah. And I and I think like good relationships or friend relationships, right? Like yep. your business side of that will you know, sometimes business and money can ruin the friend mm-hmm. stuff, obviously, but like if you're if you can't be friends, then why do you want to work for them? Or like for real? you don't like the product, you don't like the bike, like then don't ride for the bike company. You yeah. know, like it's very simple, I think. I don't yeah. know. But well, Sometimes it's not, I guess. That leads me into bike companies. Um, I remember, dude, you were, I, I just told you this, but I'll repeat it. You were at Goodyear Skate Park, and I was 18 years old. This is like 2008. And uh, I remember shitting my pants inside because, like, I, I think I even, like, said, are you, like, all right, I might have whispered it. That's Casey Badger. And you were, you were on your signature kink bike. It was like a copper, copper bike. And, just freaking out like oh my god it's a pro you know and i'm in my you know super youthful phase of riding and geeking out and thinking you know pro riders are just like oh you know like idols um at that point i guess in 2008 that's when i started to learn about bmx but you had already been in the game for a while and like photo contingencies like you said and i was looking earlier like you've been in videos since you know 2000s at the latest like what was uh what was your first fucking hey let's go back to the <laughs> beginning dude um how did you make a name for yourself in bmx um <laughs> <laughs> shit how you start that one i mean in in the i started racing when i was a kid i was eight okay that I explains went, a lot racing yeah racing you know i did the stereotypical story of like i rented rad from blockbuster and watched it and i went to my dad and i was like i want to do this and then you know a couple weeks later like luckily we lived here so there was racetracks yeah with chandler bmx a couple weeks later started racing you know and then you know fast eight years old board yeah eight years and i and i you know i didn't race a lot when i was young like i raced a lot when i was 
12 to 14 probably. Okay. But everybody from my, you know, from my age group, I sound like the old asshole. I'm 40, but like (laughs) pretty much everybody I know that's in my age group, like we all raced or went to the racetrack. Yeah. You know, like that was like the hub for the Phoenix community is like, even like Brian Val, who didn't race that lived out here, like I would still see him at the racetrack, you know, like yeah. it was just bikes. Everybody just rode bikes. Yep. It wasn't like I'm a street rider, I'm a dirt jumper, I'm a flatlander. Like right, you just yeah. rode BMX bikes. And so yeah. you went to where everybody else was. And so I got to see like the other side of the sport from the racetrack, you know, like that's where I met all the UHL dudes. Like what's that, UHL? Union Hills. That was the trails oh, on okay. yeah, Union yeah. Hills. So I was like Fatty Patty, Schmoove, Ron Huber. You know, like the core You're giving group me the like, education. I've never heard these names. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like Road Fools One. They went and rode at Beardsley, but that's all those same dudes. It's all Sick. the NHL dudes. Um, Fatty Patty. Fatty Patty. <laughs> that's Shmoove, a dope name. Eight eight O's. I think you got an O every time. Schmoove did something cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ron Huber, and you know they their backstory was like they went on a trip to Indiana, rode some trails in Indiana, and before this, like trails were like a dirt jump out in a field, and then you would like crank your ass off and maybe hit another one right they went to indiana and rode some trails that were like it was like Stu johnson and crandall and all those dudes had a set of trails and they rode those trails and they were like you know an eight pack so it was like jump jump yeah flow yeah exactly no pedaling in between and they came home and they built a line at union hills which is like a little desert lot behind a grocery store like yeah it was like in shambles when i came of age around like 2008 like there was remnants of little jumps. Oh, there. really? Yeah. I was trying to think I, of when they were. Because they got plowed and then they moved down the street to Beardsley, which is now an apartment complex. But Beardsley is what was in Road Fools 1. I got to watch Road Fools 1. Road Fools 1. Still, like, I remember, like, knowing that they were coming in town. I was, like, a junior in high school. Yeah. And they were going to the trails. And I was like, fuck, I can't. Like, I, I was 15, so I couldn't drive, right? And I was yeah. Like, how am I going to get there? And I'm like, I can't get there. Cause I lived in North Scottsdale. So it was like 45 minutes. And I was like, just remember just sitting in school, just like melting. Cause I knew like every one of my childhood heroes They're there like right at, now. The, at my spot that I rode. You know? like, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean racetrack and you meet all those dudes. And then I got to see the dirt dumping side. And then I, you know, like started riding with those guys and I was like the little kid of that crew, you know, like yeah. they're all like in their mid twenties or low, you know, at least, you know, old enough to drink or I don't know. Yeah. But so there, those became like my heroes, right? Like, and I'm like, dude, I'm riding with these dudes that are like incredible bike riders. Yeah. And, and, and when you're that age, yeah. people that are even just like five years older than you are like, oh, oh you my think they're God. Soul, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and it was the same too, is it's like, you know, like they are always having fun, like doing whatever, you know, I just wanted to do all of that. I was like, they really opened my eyes to like what bike riding was outside. Because racing is like, racing is really, I think racing is great. I think I still tell like parent like Humphreys back to Humphreys mm-hmm. his kid races and I was like racing's the best thing for your kid to do as a bike rider like he's Agreed. gonna learn so much bike control and he's not gonna be like afraid of speed he's gonna be comfortable jumping like yep. and now he's a ripping bike rider like, sick it's I'm like oh, I love that story checks out but yeah it's just cool to see all that and then it kind of just progressed into that like that's how I met sure is because he was UHL at that time like, sick. And he was also like a 
You say it like it's a club, UHL. You I mean, know? trail trail clicks kind of work clubs, you know? Like That's you, what's up. You, you put, the, you oh, put are your you trail UHL? spot on your bike. Yeah. yeah. Like, Did you have gang signs? Like, <laughs> no, nah, I don't gang <laughs> I mean, UHL, I'm, bro. They might have had gang signs. I mean, Gons was UHL, too. Yeah, no shit. They had a wall ride on the way in. Hell yeah. <laughs> what was um? What was one of the, like, your first dirt jumping trick that you learned? I mean, I, I imagine you goof <laughs> around with tricks as take, you race and take shit. Take a guess, Bobby. Um, X up. <laughs> no. Uh, turn down. Yes. Yeah, sick. I learned turn downs actually right down the street from here. No kidding. We had we had two jumps in a field that were on thirty second in Indian School. No shit. Like, you yeah. Know that Dairy Queen that's right there. Yeah. Or right next to that Dairy Queen. I go there every day. Protein House, dude. Yeah. Delicious. Food. I learned turn downs in that field that's now a, I think it's a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, dude. It was thirteen, I think. That's wild. Yeah. Um. So then, I I mean, you, you meet Sure, you're hanging out with the, the clique? Yeah, I met Sure, riding with those dudes. And, you know, we had, my friend Dom and I had our own set of trails in North Scottsdale. And, you know, once everyone kind of figured out that we had trails, like I built trails like I was seeing in the videos, right? Like we watched 1201 and we watched Anthem and we watched all these old trail like push tweakers. And I literally was obsessed with all the push dudes. Like I, you know, I wore out Anthem I wore out stoppers part like I studied it you know nice. like this is the that he was my god you know him what Boo did you Jab, like about him just looked good on a bike you know like he did the best tape like he would snap tape like three times like, sick did good x-ups like cranked as you could get everything yeah. he did was like you know proper proper yeah totally yeah. he just he's just one of those dudes too that like you look at a bike rider and you're like that dude is good yeah you know that was that was the first time i remember like seeing that in a person dope um but yeah then just you know sure ended up moving to the east coast when we were like i think i was like 15 because i don't think i was driving yet. young buck 16 maybe um are you sure the same age no he's a little older years older than me okay i think he's 43 44 maybe Put that, put Sorry, that mic man. towards your face. Uh, yeah, he moved to the East Coast. He met Dave Young. That's how he got on Kink. Sick. And then when he got on Kink, he basically got me on Kink, and I was. He just I'd, brought you along. Yeah, I just turned eighteen, I think seventeen. We were doing those contests out at Fort McDowell. Yeah, I remember hearing yeah. about those. Never got to go to one. Crazy. But those are the best. I want to know about them. What was it like? I mean, pick pick one year that you went and tell <laughs> tell me, paint me a picture you of what can. it was like. To I go mean, to... the, the the year that started it all was Wilkerson did a burning bike festival, the two hip contest out there. Okay, and so sick. like all the big name dudes came out. You know, like Behringer front flipped a jump out there. And wow, Corey Edelman tried to do bar spin. No Behringer front flipped a jump in what oh, year? Ninety six like... or something. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Um, is what do you think that was a world's first? I don't know. Because front flips are rare. They're I mean, rare. even now they're not that many people yeah. doing. That's awesome. He did them so different too. He would just like just throw his body forward Yeet. off the lip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that was a big deal, right? And like Ruben was out there. He had just came over wow. from from Spain, and he was like trick Ruben, you know, like he was no doing shit. double whips. And there's that famous photo of Volker like roasting a hip that's in the street course part of it. Like, yeah. That that was like the first big contest that I went to, like seeing those dudes. And on top of that, it was like a huge party, you know, the yeah two hip contest. You like, get to see they were the parties. BMX, like you get to culture. see that side of yeah. it, right? Like, you know, I'd seen like 
some other people would come out because like that's an M dudes would come out like Butler would come out and Marvin would come out and those dudes. But like just having like all levels of that level of bike riding at that place was pretty crazy. And then they would do the contest every year after that. It wasn't a two hip contest, but the Fort McDowell Indian Reservation kind of lumped it into their powwow fair ceremonies that they would do. Like they'd have a big festival almost. And they just kept the BMX thing going. And they would just kept, they literally just, it was like they would do a powwow and native ceremony stuff. They would have like crazy black metal bands. It would be this, there would be a rodeo. And then there would be like this giant fair happening. And then Damn. just like in the corner, there was a BMX contest <laughs> what a, with a like, bunch of white kids. Wild, just <laughs> you know, random like, shit. Black yeah. metal. And yeah, it was, so, it was so crazy. That's You'd have amazing. Like, you know, drunk people like trying to give you 10 bucks to eat shit. Like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was pretty close to my house. So every year we would just build, we'd either build the skate park and then build the trails okay. for the contest. And it was pretty crazy now looking back on it because like not until the later years, the early years, like we would do all this work and build the jumps and build the skate park literally to ride it for the contest and never get to go back out there because it was on the res. Like, so we couldn't like, not like we can't just go out there and ride that shit. Like I didn't. Oh yeah. Really? (laughs) You can't? No. (laughs) Why? Because it's not, it's the most private of land. It's a sovereign nation. Like if you go out there and they catch you out there, they can literally like they could take your car if they want you oh, know shit. Like, it's it's a whole different set of rules it's like trespassing into a different country yeah wow so they basically like you know they're like no we, you had the contest like we let you have the contest like we'll see you next year like, <laughs> okay bye shit that's a lot of work but later later on we ended up getting like a key and we could go out there and ride Sick. and like so when we did like when road fools 11 came out like we had the key so that's why we got to go ride there nice. then and like it became more of like a spot you know like yeah but at the early years, we're like, I don't care that you did all this work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, whitey. And looking back, I'm like, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, I, I completely understand. Uh, and then, so, I mean, sure brings you on kink. Yeah, in your sure. Kink. Eight, you're 18? 18. I won the Fort McDowell contest that year. It's my only nice. uh, pro bike riding victory. I just graduated high school and I won like, I think I won like 1500 bucks at that contest. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, when you're 18, crazy, dude. right? Yeah. So I was like, I went to Mexico the next day, like blew a bunch of money, <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> you know, like, but I was like, at that moment, I was like, this is it. Like I'm, what I'm, I'm making money. Like <laughs> little I know is going to be the most, big time. most money I'd ever make from bike riding. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. And then do you, you know, remember uh, you're winning? Was it a was it a dirt jump victory or a park so or I was won, it mixed and shit? I won the dirt contest and I got third in the street contest, which was just a ramp contest, which is basically it's me interesting just, how they used to call that street. Yeah, yeah, me just do it. It was basically just a box jump, hip and spine. Yeah, so I was basically just a different yeah. side of trails that was made out of wood. Yeah, um, yeah, and I got third in that, and so then I won like the overall champion or something and for whatever reason that year there was more money i think like the the tribe put up more money that year or something so like it was a bigger year anyways just do you remember your winning dirt jumping run no (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you could guess guess? (laughs) no foot it can uh yeah i mean (laughs) nothing insane that's for sure I uh, I enjoyed watching all of your not all of them, but I watched you know safety first. I watched uh, there was a mix with you and Sure and one other person in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, Mills. 
Yeah, vault that video? was just blanking on his. Uh, <laughs> if what what was the videos? Vault. Vault. Yeah, vault. Aaron. Aaron Nardi. Aaron Nardi, dude, I'm learning a lot of names. I'm gonna <laughs> restudy this episode. Uh, I I guess when did filming become a part of it? Like, cause I imagine you're on when you get on Kink. What are your you know responsibilities? Kink flow in 1998 or is is that the know. right year? Yeah, no, Ish, that was No, it was probably 2000. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I was born in 82, 18. Yeah, the internet barely exists. Check. Uh, yeah, I was downloading songs off Napster. Um, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what res- responsibilities that I really had other than to like, just wear the Rock stuff. Rock their shit, and, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I even wrote an S&M with kink stickers on it for nice. a while i think know, a lot like, of people still do that yeah shit. i wrote a i wrote a challenger that i put kink stickers on it because at the time this was you know pre-freebird you know there was the revision b like that thing was 40 pounds and i was i was literally riding a race bike yeah. you know so i was like i can't ride this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah that's cool like i mean and then from there like it photographers you know, I met Baker right around that same time. Adam Baker. Yep, Adam yeah. Baker. And he had, you know, the craziest set of trails that I'd ever seen in Prescott. Yep. And so we started going up there. Like, I started going up there like three times a week, basically. Those things were you know? huge. Yeah. Like... And, you know, became friends with him. And obviously he became, you know, the man. Like, yeah. literally the one of the best bike riders that's ever existed. For real. And, you know, photographers started coming out. Like Adam Booth from BMX Plus came out. That was my first photo in a magazine was just Sick. riding with Adam at his trails. You know, Sick. like, and what was the photo? It was an X up. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was, was he, it he all the way around like yeah, you do? It was, it was shot from like underneath. And I remember being stoked because I had just gotten like a new, I was, I was always like pretty into shoes, which is funny. But I had like just gotten a brand new pair of like Etnies Zars, which were like super cool at the time. And they were like, huge in the photo you know? hell yeah yeah shoes look sick You're like the photo's dope but my shoes <laughs> yeah, look amazing shoes look sick, you know? <laughs> what are those but it didn't say my name in or anything it was like this weird little sliver photo that was like you know an eighth of the page but i was like dude that's me fuck <laughs> yeah that's huge back yeah then. it was cool and then you know you met him and i'd go on trips with baker or you know arizona at that time was already kind of a a scene in its own right you know yeah. because of gone this is gone's rap boy, rap era. boy yeah. and all that stuff Elves, and it, Bells. And it, yeah it became like a a spot and a scene in its own right like road fools kind of put it on the map in that aspect too like, yeah what was your uh first like kink official trip because like we all do the you know the young homie trip so yeah. you and you and baker travel into yeah whatever but just went to weird contest was what was your first memory of like being i remember i on was a team trip yeah i remember i was like finals week because i was in college and this is the weird thing is I what did you said, study in college real quick by the way um i have a degree i have a bachelor of fine arts degree with an emphasis in drawing cool so he could draw good i could draw good um <laughs> yeah so i remember it was like finals week it was like my first year of college you know so i was like 18 and went to new york and i don't remember where we went though like i remember flying to rochester meeting zach and i had to borrow zach's laptop because he had a laptop which was crazy at the time like i'm like you have a computer that i can just bring with us you know and he's like yeah and i was like cool i need to write a paper on this trip nice so everybody else is in the van like partying doing whatever and i'm in the i'm like the little kid on the trip i'm not a little kid dirty dan was on that trip so he was actually the little kid (laughs) but i was like you know i was a young dude i couldn't drink or anything so i'm just like riding in the van with the 
owner of the company like doing homework just writing you know? about like, what do you do for a final for a fine arts degree with an emphasis well, in drawing? Was, you know you know you're under Are you, study stuff is still like english and oh okay just like regular shit, topic shit. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say like I, i'm just picturing you writing about like well a, a curved line <laughs> i can mean, emphasize you, <laughs> do a bunch of art history shit that sucks that's kind of dope though i don't know yeah it was it was cool but i remember like just being like you know i can't not do the school thing i'm like i have to ride but it was definitely like i should have seen it as a thing then like to pick a side you know like yeah you can't half-ass can't have and i feel i fully feel like i half-ass both things like it took me fucking eight years to get this four-year degree because i would go on trips and yeah miss shit and then i get dropped and whatever and then at the same time like i would say no to trips because of school yeah dude. and i couldn't put like a hundred percent you know of my time and energy into bike riding like i probably should have at the time yeah but at the same point like i'm not the personality type that can only do one thing so like if i wasn't going to school and riding bikes i would have been doing something else and riding bikes or, yeah you know like yeah. or you know i always would have rode bikes even going to school so i might as well have done it like i did it but yeah. it is it is interesting to like think back on like yeah maybe i should have just said yes to every trip and right, waited yeah. on school that's what i was just about to ask so like given life's great you love where you ended up <laughs> yeah. but if you could go back in time in a hypothetical different universe what would you tell that 20 year old uh casey to do yeah say yes to everything say yes to all the bmx opportunities <laughs> i yeah? still i still say that to like you know i my wife's a perfect example like right now she literally got invited to go to mexico for a week for a fishing trip fuck yeah and she's currently in new orleans like at a fishing tournament and then she goes to miami so she would have to change her flight from Miami to Portland to Miami to Cancun. And she's just like, that's just a lot. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but you're going to Mexico. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just say, yeah, figure that's it out. That's so later. rad. Your wife's a killer fisher, yeah. fisher, angler. Angler. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, say yes to everything. Like, That's good not? advice. Like, there's so much. You learn so much more by traveling with your homies than you do. Yeah. Some school. of the smartest people like, I know don't have degrees, yeah. but. You know, there's a benefit to having that piece oh, of paper sure. that says, hey, I can finish a project. Basically, that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I can be held accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I don't know, you know, the value of a degree. What's that cliche that we almost just said? The half-ass, you can't, you can't half-ass two things. You have to whole-ass one thing. What, do you know what I'm saying? What's I mean, the, that sounds cool. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> whole-ass. <laughs> you got to whole-ass one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true should have um, taken that advice were videos a big part did you get to go on a road fools i uh, didn't go on a road fools i mean they did those few road fools that were in arizona the majority of the video like road fools 11 was basically here yeah you know like and so we were with them all day every day like billy and i um billy who would have like Brunevsky. who runs the mag wheel yep spin, spin mag billy yeah still one of my best friends nice um i mean videos were funny like wasted days was the first video i remember like filming for and it wasn't like it was just like hey we're gonna film a video like do you have a camera and i was like no <laughs> like do you know anybody with a camera I'm like no no i'm like <laughs> fuck i'm like i think i asked for like a handy cam for christmas or something you know like yeah. so my mom got me some little shitty handy cam and that's what we literally filmed wasted days part with like billy would hold the camera or i'd put it on a tripod and push record and go do a run like Fuck yeah <laughs> and, and you know i was thinking about like how different video parts are now 
versus then like and maybe it was just my mindset like to me a video part was like what you can do right like yeah it wasn't like i feel like now there's a there's a video part writer that like will do a trick that they necessarily can't do does that make sense yeah if you try something a hundred times you'll do it right yeah i hope or you'll die that's a video part you know and that's a video part right like you put in video part whereas like to me my mindset on video part was like this is what i do every day so i do just documentary type. yeah exactly like film video part you got your deadlines in three weeks cool i'll go ride the trails for you know a couple days you yeah know? like and that's and that sounds bad but like that's what it that's what it was doesn't sound bad time, yeah you know? like it is what it is and that and that kind of progressed and then we did you know i think safety first was after the nope cheap thrills is after that okay cheap thrills was like the first one where like you know video parts at least to my recollection like became more of a thing right like crazy videos were coming out like bike riding was like progressing super hard like even on the kink side it was like we're gonna put like an emphasis into this like we're gonna like go on trips and film stuff sick you know like what we're gonna do it what uh this video first one you said was wasted days and then this is cheap thrills cheap thrills what year ish was this cheap thrills was i think i was like 2001 no 2003 nice so this is party time for Casey. Fucking party time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty party in there. Cheap Thrills was tough. Like, I remember that was the first time I, like, felt pressure to film a video part. And I ended up getting hurt pretty bad, like, starting to film it, basically. That's when I broke my leg and it was backwards. Oh, like, shit. In the video. Like, yeah, you were so on that, Scarred. Yeah, <laughs> I was on Scarred. I just remembered you on Scarred. Yeah. But that video, like, that was, like... You did it on a, a wooden spine. Yeah, outside of Austin. At okay. Ram yeah. Ranch. But that that trip was like one of the first trips where like Billy, Eric Fantine, and I drove to Austin to ride all that stuff. And I broke my leg in Austin. And I literally couldn't ride my bike for eight months. Damn. And so by the time I started riding again, it was like... You know, Due date. Yeah. It was yeah. Done. That sucks. Which is fine. So how did like it end the up? Part, your ended part. up okay i think i don't know okay I mean, yeah it's the same as i mean it was it's how i rode yeah you know? like <laughs> this is a documentary of my writing yeah totally. look at the tricks i can do writing and i was you know manual to 180 to nowhere yeah love them <laughs> there's a like strong period of time where that was perfectly acceptable because yeah. that was kind of a new new trick yeah. manual 180s and that's what broke my leg <laughs> the manual one that you yeah. did 360 Three, to manual 180 yeah, on the spine yeah dude it's all coming back to me i remember yep. seeing that clip on scarred and then there's another crash clip that is like like very memorable that is uh by thunderbird skate park mm-hmm. um there's a brick curved wall that's just like a sign and um yeah that one's Ballman's fault what did Ballman do Ballman took too long <laughs> to film this fucking trick he was trying <laughs> and i was too add to sit there and let him finish it so i just kept riding the fucking curved wall ride and put my front wheel over it and yeah that didn't go well dude out. did you i i I remember hearing this story a long time ago from Chadwick, but will you tell me that story? The, <laughs> the smashing your face into that curved wall? Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a banked curve wall ride, and I was just, you know, I had already filmed, like, curve wall ride and then lip slide. And I don't even remember what Ballman was trying. I'm surprised. You I had, on that, that same spot. On that you same already, spot, okay. yeah. yeah. And so I just kept riding it, like, dicking around, basically. Yeah. And then I went fast, put my front wheel over it, you I sure did. You were hauling ass. Didn't at get it. my hands like, out. Hit my face on it. 
I remember waking up like there's a quick trip across the street and yeah. I woke up in the bathroom, you know, like my face is just gushing blood Oof. and like it's what is that like 79th Avenue or something like it's a pretty busy yeah. street, you know, and I walked definitely I a just, main road. I just zombied across the street and Chadwick was like, dude, you just walked across traffic basically. Like You didn't <laughs> stop. And I'm like, yeah, I was out cold. Yeah, I was blacked out. <laughs> you dude. guys just let me do this. And then like, you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> just then, walk like, it off. Sound. I've had enough concussions, even to this point. Like I've had concussions where, like, you knock yourself out and you forget a like a, a bunch of yeah. time period. And like I remember at that point, like I kept asking the same question, like, "What did yeah. I do? Like, where am I? Like, whatever." And they're like, "Oh here? my god, shut the fuck up, dude! Like, <laughs> you were doing this." And I had just started dating this girl, which is this is the funny part of the story is that like I just started dating this girl, super like hyped on her. Yeah. She called me and I had no clue who it was. Damn. Because you know? like, it was so new that like. Damn. Like it had been a couple weeks basically, you know, and she calls and I'm like, I fucking recognize the name. And I'm like talking to her and I'm like, it's going to sound crazy, but like, I don't know who you are. And she's <laughs> like, you know, obviously like you tell any girl that you're dating, you yeah. don't know who they are. She's like, fuck you. What like, the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like, super <laughs> mad. And I'm like, no, 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 this sounds crazy. Like. I'm like, if I see you, it'll it'll hopefully help me, you know? And I'm like, so meet me in my house, like, and I'll get there. I'm like, I explained to her, like, what happened. She's like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, I'm clearly not I'm alive. <laughs> don't but remember I don't you. remember you. But, you know, and like, she ended up, like, showing up. And by then, I like, my brain started reconnecting the dots. And I remembered who she was at the time. But as soon as she saw me, like, literally, like, half of my face was, like, scraped off and yeah. like, swelled up. And she's like, oh, my God, I, I understand. You literally don't <laughs> yeah. remember me. That's wild. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. So we just like jumped ahead some years, but um, I I'm curious because like I think my first introduction to you, aside from the session at Goodyear, was going to the I Got Work premiere in uh, the garage at Core Bikes on Scottsdale Road, and oh wow, that was 2009 or 2010, I think, and that makes me wonder how long or when did you meet Chadwick or the the. <laughs> the lovely Ryan Chadwick. The Chadwick origin story. Um, the second so best filmer in Arizona. Yeah, we grew up in <laughs> like kidding. the same area of town. And yeah. I'm the same age as Ryan's brother, Justin. And so I knew Justin, who was like, he was always into cars. Like he had a crazy, he was in car clubs and had crazy low riders and stuff. And I knew Justin, but he's like, I remember Justin said something to me. He's like, yeah, my, my little brother just started re riding BMX bikes. And I was like, cool. <laughs> you know because ryan's like five years younger than me so i never saw them around yeah you know like and then he had this little maroon astro van with bmx stickers all over it and he and i started like seeing him driving the spots and stuff and i was like i wonder who that is and then i ended up meeting all of them at like paradise valley skate park or something nice you know and then so you're yeah. even a generation like above Chadwick. Chadwick yeah. looked up to you when uh I mean maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine so. He'd probably say <laughs> say so. Yeah, and then so that friendship, like they ended up going on a trip to Vegas with us, like Billy and I. And then it was like Nick Shest and Sam. Sam Burroughs. Yep, Sam yeah. Burroughs. Uh best man at my wedding. Best man <laughs> best man period. Best Sam. man period, Sam. Yeah. Uh hell of a guy. So that whole crew, and then Ballman was kind of in that crew, yeah. you know, as well. And we all went to Vegas, and I called them the Goof Troop because they were literally just goofy kids, you know. Yeah. Like I was, I was the old, I, you know, at the time. I guess I'm still the old guy in that group. 
I haven't stopped aging. But I was like 22 and they were like 17, you yeah. know? So I'm like, they're the little kids. And I was like, they were like my little brothers on the trip, you know? I'm like, this is how you, this is what you do. You go to Hard Rock, you go to the Circle Bar, you buy beer across the street, you bring it into the bar, you know? Like, yes. this is how you do Vegas, boys. <laughs> like, Sick. welcome to being a BMX. <laughs> but yeah, I like, got him into the random bars that I knew would let whoever in. And is this just like, a random Vegas trip or was this yeah, bike no, in Norica? No, it's just a random Word. Vegas trip. Okay. I think we went and rode Skate Street and. Dope. rode the parks and yeah yeah it was cool but it was that was the first time i remember like hanging out with all of them yeah you know like the i got work squad yeah the i got work squad and then i ended up like later down like we became really good friends and i lived with chadwick and sam and obviously you know like we're all like tight friends yeah, now because you know, those are the like crew. Our, our best best friends on that crew note do you consider are you ditch no i never got kicked in I have never got kicked in either, but I tweeted my way in, dude. I you kept, tweeted your I, way in? I pestered the shit out of them, and I was just, they were just like, <laughs> okay, you can fucking be Ditch Canode. Just shut up. <laughs> Better not let Frank know you can get kicked <laughs> no, in. No, he knows, dude. <laughs> he still owes me one. No, we were like, we had a, Billy and a few of our other friends, we had a little, we had a crew called the Daggers. Yeah. We ran like a website called the Dagger Zone. Oh shit! So this makes sense. Ditch dagger death yep. race. Yep. Damn, everything's clicking. Yeah, dude. we did a. We, so your crew is the daggers. Yeah, we are the daggers solely because we, at the time, fixed gears were cool, and we rode mm -hmm. fixed gears to the bar. Um, there was another crew called like Hot City Destroyers, and they wore like, I don't know. We just they're they were our friends, but like you know we're shitty BMX kids, you know like we're gonna make fun yeah. of everybody, so we're like we need a tough name. Like we <laughs> were watching Thrashing a lot at the time, and we were the Daggers, and that's fire. <laughs> then we that's when the Death Race started. It was we did you know the fixed gear race slash party that was solely because Billy found all these crazy spots, and he's like we could do an alley cat race, and it's gonna be insane. It's, and it became <laughs> so insane. So let's. Yeah. Explain. So Ditch is a crew mm -hmm. of friends that originated in California in a literal ditch. And then I don't even know the whole history and shit of it, but a lot like Bay Area, I think. Does that, uh, yeah, they're that like right? south of Bay, like Salinas. So then Frank moves out here from mm -hmm. there and just carries on the ditch. They all have like legit ditch tattoos. And that was all their Twitter handles was Ditch Frank, Ditch this, Ditch that. And I thought it was so cool. I didn't know about the daggers. So that's an interesting <laughs> crew name. And then I just hear about this like super gnarly famous race that all of the hip people are talking about. Like it, it brought, it was like the subculture in Tempe, Arizona of like the dagger death race. What? I never got to go to one, dude. Oh, bummer. Tell me about a ditch dagger so death race. So the death race was an alley cat race. So if you're not familiar with alley cat racing, it's like a fixed gear race that, you know, came from bike messenger world. Okay. So you get a manifest, which is basically your stops. It's kind of like a scavenger hunt slash, yeah. you know, race. And, and it, you know, in a traditional sense, it's how well you know the city is how Dope. how you can win these things and That's how cool. fast you are, right? I didn't know that this type of race exists. That's they awesome. They still have it. race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're cool. They're, it's like a cool subculture. Like, that's what was cool about that world to me at the time was this stuff. So we were like, we can do this. Like, we, we're BMX kids. Do we know crazy spots? Yeah. You know, like, and we we literally did this to just fuck with kids that rode fixed gears. Like, everything was to fuck with them. We built, like, a fucking bridge that went over the, the creek at the wedge that had a giant roller in it that they couldn't get over without pedal striking, so they would fall <laughs> in it. We made, like, a bridge, like, traded that rode across the pool. Like, we made one of those in our friend's pool. We filled the pool up with dry ice. 
we had wow. stops that like you had to shotgun a beer, take a shot of fucking tequila, and then spin around and then go do something. Hell yeah! Like all dude. everything was to just literally just fuck with all of these people, right? What and was then, the obstacle in the tunnel? I remember there was something infamous yeah. inside of it. So tunnel. there's a tunnel that goes underneath the 202, like right in Tempe, and it kind of dead ends at the end, but. You get back in there and it's super creepy. Like, yeah, it looks like someone's gonna get murdered when you're in horror there. movie shit. Yeah. So we we the best year that we did it is Billy. For some reason, I don't maybe he did it for this race, but he got like hundreds of doll parts, like heads mm. and bodies, and he filled up this trunk, and then he filled up the trunk with fake blood. And we lit the back end with candles and we played the CD on loop of like crying babies and oh like my moms God, yelling. Dude. And like, then we put <laughs> fucking like a smoke machine in there. In and it was like the le- far end of yeah, the tunnel. In the far end of the tunnel. And you can't see it because the tunnel turns a little bit. So it's like, fuck. You can see the light when you're in it. And then you turn around the corner and you can't see anything. And it's pitch black. Yeah. And then you come around the corner and you just see this like altar murder scene, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so we did that. And like, you, you know, at every stop you had to like get something you know so it was like grab a baby doll body part and bring that with you and we had like there's like a cemetery in tempe and you had to take a tombstone rubbing of one of the graves that said gone fishing and there was like funny little things like that and like fuck i wish i and then it ended up at like a giant party like we would go to we would figure out a bar that would like basically let us do it right or like at the time angel owned the clothing store so we did at the clothing store a couple times like sick but it was like it just became such a thing in Tempe that like not was only huge. was like there was there was more than a hundred people that would do the actual race every year. Right. It would take us weeks to fucking plan and set this thing up. Yeah. It became this like whole event basically that like you know and we then were the just, surrounding parties yeah, too. And we just we were BMX kids, so we'd like thrown jams and contests and we like knew how to do that stuff, but this was like to a different level. Like we got bands to play, like That's so dope, dude. We we the last one of the last years we did at the bar, like we were having a meeting, like a sit down meeting at the bar about like doing the event there. And they're like, Well, yeah, like how many people do you expect to show up? And I'm like, Three hundred? <laughs> and they're like, Well, how much beer do you need? And I was like, literally as much beer as you can get. And they're yes. like, What do you mean? Like, I'm gonna get like there's no way you'll run out of this beer. And I was like, we will Bet. <laughs> you know like like you don't understand how much bmx dudes can drink and then Did it you end get a lot pasty? of them together is that what you're saying when no, you say the it, bar it, it, the place was literally called the bar the bar it was on apache and like terrace was it the maybe I don't know what it's maybe i'm tripping but it's really shitty dive bar yeah it's a shitty dive bar i think i for sure. might know what you're talking yeah, about but it had but... room for all of us and that's fire yeah it had a dj i love that how many years did you guys keep it going because it was a halloween event no yeah it was always around halloween we did it for seven seven years years straight dude at least six Six. because i remember dagger death race six 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 that's fucking awesome dude yeah it was it was cool i mean i look back like we still joke about like we should do it again and like yeah none of our lives are set up to like yeah for real. do this free event we're basically. married and, yeah. yeah i'd have to like come back into town for a month and we'll leave that to the youths yeah. they got to carry the torch i bet there's some shit going on like that oh there's there's still some, alley cats like yeah there's heavy pedal which is in town and yeah and they, they've them. done one and state bike company that's in town kind of asked permission for them to do the death race again so did heavy pedal did you grant them yeah we permission? let them i was like i mean please someone should do it like, who was the head honcho of this dagger death thing you 
Were you the no, it was, executive it was, producer? It was I a group effort. Say, it was a group effort, but yeah. I would say, honestly, most of it was Billy's ideas. Nice. And then, like, me, Brandon, Frank, like, we would all do it. Yes. You know, like, Sick. And it became, like, a giant, it was, like, a giant art project slash, yeah, you know, dude. it was it was a lot. But luckily, there was 10 of us doing it, so. That's amazing. Yeah, it worked out. Pause real quick. I got to pee real yeah, bad. I got to pee, too. <laughs> Resume. Resuming. Hey, welcome back from our piss break. We actually have only 30 more minutes because uh, there's a video contest going on at Spinelli's that Zach Beerley's putting on called the Phoenix Winter Classic. And uh, four crews made videos, and I get to go be a judge. And I'm bringing Casey with Cam- bringing Casey as my special guest. He'll be my uh, consultant for co- or judging. <clears throat> better, better see some trails gonna, clips. Yeah, boys. I want to see some X ups. <laughs> yeah. So. In light of our time crunch, I, I want to talk about some things. First of all, oh. uh, we did talk about your kink early years, which is cool. I want to know, just give me one, because I remember, I know Ryan Schur had a real party phase, and I want to know, <laughs> just give me one Ryan Schur party story. Nothing that'll get him tro- get him in trouble, but oh, hates, I worked for this, the guy. He hates this story, but wait, was this is a Portland years, but... Okay. Ryan's like the happiest person on the planet most of the time. And when he's drinking, he's like he's like a little kid. He's like running around, like whatever. Yes. We are partying with this girls that we knew from Portland and we're at one of their houses and I don't know what the fuck he thought he could do this for, but they lived like above the subway basically and there was like a stair set that went up, like kind of like a porch kind of deal and then her kitchen window sat right there and we were leaving to go to the bar and this is keep in mind this is portland so everything is pretty much wet always and so instead of just going through the door i think he decided that he was just gonna jump out of the window down onto the patio and so he jumped out of the window and he landed his feet slipped out and he like and it like has he fucked his back up. He couldn't ride for weeks, Damn. you know. And he, it's his back is literally still fucked up. And he's like, it has to be from that shit, you know. Like, but it's <laughs> it's like the roller coaster of emotions, you know. Like Ryan was like ripping to like some dumb idea, like, and it was literally nothing. It was just like a freak accident that like it was like a three foot drop basically. Yeah. But he just landed and slid, and he's like, why did I do that? Yeah. You know, like because <laughs> I was drunk and happy, I was drunk and trying to jump out of a window. I guess you know? that's a that's a good relatively tame yeah. sure story. I love it. I was a uh, so the other thing I love your signature parts being named the Lost Dutchman, and I'm wondering if you can tell us what is the Lost Dutchman. You know, briefly, but. Like how did what sparked your interest in it and what is it for people who don't know? Um, yeah, it's like a whole. I think this was like you know going to art school and knowing marketing a little bit like I did at the time um, yeah. comes all full circle. But you know I had a whole idea for what my signature bike would have been called. You know, like originally my idea was like something like I wanted to like rip off an old mongoose logo and call it Badger. You know, like. Uh, that that seems like it would work right but when i got into it i was like i wanted to give arizona love you know like i love arizona so the superstition mountains are you know not right next to where i grew up i technically grew up on the mcdowell's but i spent a lot of time in superstitions like 
we go on hikes beautiful and mountains go fishing man. and yeah that's where it's, four peaks is no no superstitions is like just east mesa it's that yeah. big crazy red mountain but four peaks is that general direction yeah okay four peaks is 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 a little bit north east of there okay. behind it Fuck so it. superstitions yep superstitions Carry but on. there is a ghost story that goes along with the superstitions that there is a bunch of gold within the mountains the first person that went to find it was dutch he found it he's the one that like wrote down in records that there was all of this gold like millions of dollars in gold basically but he didn't make it out of the mountains and then subsequently everybody that went back to try to find it never made it out of the mountains Whoa. so you know superstition there's superstition behind going in there yeah if you go to that zone there's a lot of things called the lost dutchman because that story is from him that yeah and basically, like, he is protecting the gold mine. He's like, ah. it's mine, so you're not getting out of here. That's dope. You know, so that was the nod to that. That's why my first bike was copper, because Arizona so is known for copper mining. Yeah. So all of that was kind of encompassing into that. Like, the graphics were, like, you know, Western style. Yeah. Like, you know, the the head tube. And I drew all of the graphics. I was going to ask that. Did you draw all you know? that? Like, yeah. yeah, I drew the head tube badge, like. The cactus little dude on there was like a funny little clip art that I found that was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, but all of that was all Arizona theme. You I know, love like, that. I would put the Last Dutchman art on this wall, dude. It's fire. Let's send let's you get the you. font. I think it's just on like dafont.com or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was that was a trip. Like just even being like when they were like, do you want to have a frame? I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Crazy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I still have the first one in my basement. Nice. Keep that shit. Yeah. I wonder if I can get my hands on a Lost Dutchman frame anywhere on the internet. Yeah, I'm the old man that's like wishing I kept all that old shit. Right. Now it's all sentimental. And then it's funny because I just stopped riding a Dutchman because I, I did this rabbit hole last year. And I was like, does anybody have one? Like, I, I want, like, I don't have one that I can ride, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd like to ride one again. And my old roommate, Jess, was like, you left one of your bikes when you moved. Like, I have it. You want me to just send it to you? I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Hell yeah. Sent me that, like an, a brand new Mexican blanket Odyssey junior seat. Like, Sick. crispy. Damn. You know, and I was like, holy shit. So I rode it for like a year. Fuck yeah. It started getting beat up. So I was like, I should probably retire this thing. <laughs> um, let's see. I asked Frank. No, I asked a couple of people who know you to hit me with some questions. Oh, God. Or at least things to things to say. Um, did you ever have any legal trouble with your bars at Kink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I have those the Badger too. bars. Yeah, the Badger bars. The first sticker of the Badger bar was Bucky the Badger, the University of Wisconsin Badger. Yeah. And I flipped him, changed the color of his sweater changed like a little bit of something in his face yeah like i i knew the 10 percent rule but it wasn't enough basically. what's the 10 percent rule i don't think it I was something it. like you need to change if you're going to like rip off a fucking company mm -hmm. you need to change it by 10 percent for it to be like that's a small else. amount that's yeah that's it, it wasn't very yeah. much and and don't quote me on the 10 percent. it's i'm sure it's like 90 percent or something but 10 percent was in my head you know yeah. i was like i don't need to change it that much like it's fine and i was like it's a it's a you know recognizable thing it's a badger like how can you know the yeah. bars didn't even come out and we got a cease and desist like, no shit wild i have the sample gold badger bars with that sticker the only sticker that i'm aware of because i'm sure zach had to stop burn them all basically them, yeah. yeah 
So I still have that stuff. But yeah. Those bars were iconic, dude. I remember going into Gordy's when I was younger and just seeing the Badger bars. They stood out. I don't know. The, the gold... The gold shit is yeah. fire. And then the story behind the next sticker is pretty funny. Um, it is like obscure movie called It's All Gone Pete Tong. You ever watched that movie? No. Oh. So the premise of the movie is basically like a an electronic DJ goes deaf and he like figures out how to play by the sound of his you know, or like the the vibrations, the vibrations and yeah. stuff. But he's also got a raging cocaine habit. <laughs> and so when he would be like fiending for cocaine this giant badger would come out and beat the shit out of him and like literally like hit him with a shovel and like force feed cocaine into him so the badger bar sticker on the second version of the bars was the coke badger from Sick. it's all gone pete tong and he's holding like a little because he's if you look at it, he's wearing like a pink dress like that's what he was wearing in the movie you know <laughs> like <laughs> fucking a that's awesome uh the, okay so doo -doo -doo, we got more uh sure said the first time that you rolled up to union hills you were riding an aluminum power light with <laughs> clipless pedals fact <laughs> and it might have been like 95 or 96 and that's pretty wild because like you've always been a mystery to me dude like i i know you were like a gen two generation i don't know i'm 32 you're only eight years older but i got into it way later and it's it's cool to actually kind of hear your hear your story and what years like when you were riding trails in 95, 96, I'm five years old and I'm in Virginia. Like, it's so it's so weird to think about. Uh, oh let's God. see. And then Sher says, I have way too many after-hour stories, but we're married adults now. Ha -ha. <laughs> True. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and then he said, ask him about one of his worst injuries that happened on a dragon punch machine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... There's a, you know, we lived in Tempe, college town. There's a super college bar called The Vine. Um, they, I think The Vine is still kicking, too. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Wednesday nights, they did Dollar You Call It. Yep. Um, we went to plenty of those. Fuck, yeah. Man. So I would just get straight whiskey for a dollar. Yep. And they had this video game that was the punching bag game. Yeah. That you would, like, punch the punching bag, and it would tell you how hard you could punch basically you know and yeah. it was funny for me because i don't know why i figured the fucking game out and i could literally outscore anybody in the bar nice so like fucking giant football asu dudes would come in i and got they would you go bro. to punch it and i would step <laughs> up and just beat their score like fudger and i a few times almost got the shit kicked out of us because we <laughs> were hustling we could hustle the dragon punch <laughs> game you know yeah but the story that ryan the injury that ryan is talking about is that I, in a drunken stupor, was like, well, I'm going to cut out the fucking middleman. Instead of punching the bag, I'm just going to punch the sensor. And I fucking uppercutted the sensor, and I broke my hand, and Oof. had to have fucking surgery. <laughs> Couldn't and ride for a while. I had to, like, lie to my mom and tell her that I fucking, like, punched a curve wall ride, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a fucking mess. But So you and Sher both have had <laughs> non-BMX-related injuries that kept you off the bike yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, partying's awesome. a hell of a drug. Partying's a hell of a drug. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Second time he broke his wrist was the first stop of our cross country road trip in Flagstaff, where we're driving across the country and back to film, and you only made it two hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's just a story in itself, but yeah. hit me with it. Um, yeah. I mean, Ryan, Tex, uh, another San Diego dude at the time, and Travis Gardner were driving to Boston from Arizona, and they started in San Diego. We went and rode uh, Prescott 
with Baker and he had just built like this little skate park, basically a church. And I like, I think all of my major injuries come from fucking street spines. Like I probably should have just never rode them, but yeah, I did. I don't even remember how I fell, but I broke my wrist on it and it wasn't broken. Like gnarly. Like I could still like grab onto stuff, you know? And I was like, I don't know, maybe it's just sprained. And I didn't want to not go to fucking across country. You know? So I was like, Let's just go to Albuquerque, you know, like just drive to Albuquerque. If I can ride tomorrow, we're cool. If not, I'll go to the doctor. You know, like I went to the doctor in Albuquerque and they're like, you need surgery. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You fucking broke your scaphoid. (laughs) Damn. It's like, cool. (laughs) So then they had to turn around and drive me home. And then we were driving my car. So I was like, I'm not going to like kill your guys' trip. You could just take my car on the rest of the trip, you know, like, but. And then what you, so they came back, dropped you off and they then took your and car. And they took the car and they yeah. went on the crazy road trip and I just got to go have surgery and have FOMO for that time. That's period. the worst FOMO being hurt, like right before a trip, dude. Yeah, that sucked. Speaking of trips, um, so throughout your career, kink, you lifelong kinker, huh? No, uh, no changes in frame sponsors? Yeah, no, no. That's no, dope. No and then I know Odyssey. Yeah. And was the Mexican blanket one your signature product? Um, yeah, it was like Gemini's idea. The Seafoam and Orange Junior seat was, was mine. Then yeah. I had a snakeskin one. Yeah, the snakeskin one, I remember. That's fucking yeah. rad. Because that went with all the other shit that you had from yeah. Kink. Yep. You're a very artistic uh, artistic guy. But the question I'm getting at is basically like, what crew in a van that you've ever been with was the most fun? I imagine sure has got to be in there. And, you know, <laughs> Dirty Dan maybe. But like, do any trips pop in your head of being in a van with the best guys i mean and who are the best guys yeah i mean the 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 kink crew that i think that everybody thinks of when they think of kink nowadays yeah is is, is that crew to me like sexton yeah sexton yeah. daryl doyle tony hamlin Dude. aaron smith yes like you know oh my god it yeah. makes me feel good just yeah. thinking about those, those videos are, those are like, like my brothers you, know? you got like, to go to taiwan and yeah that's like when all kink like with jay Rowe, like Walter was usually the filmer on those trips and like, you know, Jay somehow convinced Zach that we needed to go on all these fucking crazy trips. So, and so good. we went to Australia for three weeks and New Zealand for a couple weeks and Taiwan and they went to Eastern Europe and I was still in fucking school so I couldn't go to Eastern oh, Europe. Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> it's goddamn uh, art degree. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's goddamn drawing degree. <laughs> but yeah, I mean those are those are the, you know, in in trips of that length with that many people and in you know, you get extreme highs and extreme lows, yep. you know, like you see the best and worst of everybody. But yeah, those trips are literally like traveling with your best friends, you know, magical moments. Yeah. Magical moments. And the stories that we fucking have from those trips are insane. Yes. But let alone the videos are <laughs> insane, man. Those those were iconic. Those are like, yeah, I think about how the much fucking partying that we did on those trips that how those videos even <laughs> got filmed is insane. to me. You know, that's like, the best, man. When you're young, you can just party and I, then still go out and do stuff the next day. So. Not no more, man. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I drank two beers. I'm hungover for two days. Yeah. Honestly, like, even when I was younger, I couldn't keep up with, like, LaShawn and Kyle and Wong. They could... Kyle would just pass out, blackout drunk, snoring in a sleeping bag, and then wake up the next day and get clips. Like, it's nobody's... Same with LaShawn. Like, yeah, the first night I, I met Kyle it. was at fucking Hanford House with because <laughs> San Diego. Yeah. And Ryan and Fudger and... They all lived in this house with 
Gary that had the mini ramp in the backyard, but they'd have the they had the literal craziest New Year's Eve party I've ever been to. Like there was holes getting kicked in the wall to outside, like bricks were getting <laughs> knocked out, like fucking fireworks, the backyard lit on fire. But Kyle did Edward 40 hands and he taped his fucking 40s to his hands and he started clapping like a <laughs> no. fucking crazy person. <laughs> like, did he shatter him? <laughs> yeah, he shattered him. Oh my God. Fucking passed He's out a, a savage with dude. like broken glass taped to his hands. Like, yep, and then I'll get up and ride the next day. Yeah, Absolutely wild. Get up and wild. kill it. I'm sure he probably could have got up that night and killed it. Um, yeah, uh, that dude. I just got to ride with him and his kid the other day, and his kid's a tough son of a cookie, dude. Imagine Whatever, that. like, um, yeah, imagine that. It's in, it's in the jeans. Uh, he so it's it's crimson and fuck. I'm drawing a blank on his on his son's name. Um, but his son is on is on a bike, a very small bike, and we went to that little colorful park I was talking about, and he didn't know that the up ramp. Oh, I saw didn't that. He filmed down. it. Yeah. Uh, no 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 it wasn't filmed i just watched it and it seemed like it was in slow motion because like he almost made it and then just went over the bars and smashed his face and he's bleeding from his mouth and he's crying and i got to watch kyle be in dad mode and just console him and like give him options like hey we can go home or we can tough it out it seems like you're all right and then like 20 minutes goes by and the kid's up and ripping again it's so beautiful dude dude. little kids are so rad in that like yeah we have a a friend and portland that his kid is five and he rides the jumps with us you know like he's Sick. this little tiny kid but he did he landed super flat on one jump and like fully hit his face on the crossbar like split his eyebrow he's bleeding everywhere yep. you know and he looks at his dad and he's like i'm going <laughs> sean's like you can't see out of your eye like we're going to the hospital <laughs> and he's like no dad i'm gonna keep riding he didn't, like fully didn't understand why he couldn't ride anymore. that's amazing dude kids are tough yeah. and they're just like built of rubber all right are you do you even do you, you don't have a kid no no kids no plans no plans no, no kids uh let's talk about so you mentioned stoffer earlier i was gonna ask like who do you think is your biggest influence early on and uh yeah, who was your favorite writer growing up? Yeah, that's that's the hard one because it's like I would I would love to say all those video the dudes I saw in videos right because those yeah. those are your you know as a kid you look up to them the most because they're untangible almost you yeah. know what and I'm you're saying? a kid like, everything a kid, impressionable right? but like honestly the like the UHL dudes to me like Fatty Patty and Schmoove and Huber and Ryan and Vowell and those dudes to me were the most impressionable because I saw them and I got to interact with them but yeah but I did like you know like I said I wore out Stoffer's video parts like I was obsessed with Punjab like obviously like Aiken and I are basically the same age yeah we rode together a lot when we were younger too because he was also a racer nice he was way faster so you knew Aiken before most people like, yeah, he like you knew would come from to racing. nationals here. Sick, but yeah, like he. I. I mean, obviously, like everybody, like we all looked up to Mikey. Like yeah. even as a racer, he he, he had, had something different. Yeah, you know? like he was the fucking. I mean, he is the fucking man. Yep. Yeah, those do like, and then you know, meeting Baker. Baker was insane Adam to me because he could dude. literally do any trick that he wanted, yep. which I couldn't understand. Like yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go do a double whip," and I'm like, "What?" Two? The song "Floating," <laughs> the floating yeah. is playing in my head while you're talking about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a beautiful. Yeah, thing. and then he just decides he can do tricks both ways, and I'm like, "You're insane." He is insane. I always laughed because I'm like, I rode with Baker. I probably rode with Baker more than I've rode with anybody in my life. Maybe Billy, but I would still Baker is probably still right ahead of Billy. Yeah, 
but like he does so many tricks and I do no tricks. <laughs> you know, like we go ride the trails and he do like, cause in, Baker's the kind of dude that he would do every trick he knew at the trails every day. Huh. Like he would suicide double truck every day at the trails. Wow. He would three double whip when he knew him every day at the trails. Like, that's why he's so good. Yeah. You know? like, and I'm like, well, fucking do the turn down. Do you, do you keep in touch with him? Yeah. What's yeah, he? Still talk. Does he still ride at all? Yeah. Yeah. Baker? Still ripped. Sick. Yeah, he's living in, he's living in Denver and, Nice. Kind of working with Cody Landers doing, they do a thing called the Jump Doctors. Jump Doctors. Yeah, they build bike parks. Sick. So yeah, he's doing that. That's very cool. Yeah, oh, that's that reminds me of another question that <laughs> I had to ask you. Um, there's some dirt park in Oregon that you're oh. battling with the government for? <laughs> Not the government. Um, the President of the United States? <laughs> the President of the United States, no. <laughs> Portland bike, anything bike related is ran under a nonprofit called Northwest Trail Alliance. Okay. And it's basically just a bunch of bicycle activists that don't necessarily know anything about the world that we need them to know about to make things that are good to ride. Mm -hmm. They like they love bikes and and they love the community and they love So they're fighting know, for like bike lanes in, in the they, streets and stuff. Well, no, they they're fighting know. for bike parks and they're fighting okay. for more trails to be ridden in the woods and they're and they're fighting for everything that we want them to fight for. But they don't have a skill set or a knowledge to know what they what needs to be done. Okay. Or what at, as to what level things need to be built to to like be attractive to people outside of the city to right, give yeah. kids that are living in the city some progression to go towards like we have a black jump line right now that is literally you know like I said we ride with a five year old yeah and he rides that jump line oh shit and we have a six year old yeah. that is doing tricks like in they have nowhere to progress towards right hmm. but to this to northwest trail alliance and their board members that that this is like the craziest jump line they've ever seen you know and i'm like you, got, you have no like yeah you need to look outside of your little bubble yeah and like you have a wealth of information within our community you know like with brian barnhart's in town and he's like an original caddy dude and james is another original like east coast trail dude and like we have like this information of people that they should be like yeah and they kind of are but they're at the same point they're like kind of half-assing it you know like we're we're allowed right now to like help rebuild this section and we literally digging with rocks yikes you know i'm like fuck so and what they, i don't know they've spent a fucking boatload of money like mil literal millions of dollars on a bike park that is half rideable damn so it's 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 tough because there's a lot of politics involved and and obviously like i'm passionate about bike riding and and selfishly like i know that i have a very small window of like time that i can ride at the level that I can still currently ride at. Right. Plus, like, I have a vested interest in, like, my homies' kids that are, like, I'm watching them, like, progress, and then yeah. they get to a level, and it's a hard stop because they don't have anything else that they can ride. You know, Portland is a lot like Phoenix, and then it's growing so fast that, like, our trails got plowed, and, and yeah. it's, you know, like, and, and, and it's, we don't live in that world where, like, you should have to go break the law so to speak to build trails that For are real, good. Yeah. Like we have cities that are spending millions of dollars on bike parks and places for everyone to do this stuff right they just need guidance on how and what they need and that's know? where you come in is that that's kind of where Frank i it up? come in i mean i'm just more or less like frustrated with the organization and, and the cards that we've been dealt and and they're not and it, it maybe, and I'm probably going about this the wrong way because I'm like fully just throwing them under the bus and talking <laughs> shit to them. 
Um, but but at the same point, like I think they need to hear it. Like, and I don't know how it is everywhere, but Portland's a very passive aggressive city by nature. Like, no one really like speaks the truth. Everyone's afraid to like step on toes. Yeah, they don't want to hurt people's. Feelings. They don't want to hurt people's feelings, and that's all great. Like, and and they are to their credit, they are doing a great job of getting more trails done. They just they kind of have this like something is better than nothing mentality. And yeah. Well, not, like, why don't you like what you have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, you could have nothing. I'm like, no, I could go dig in the woods like I have my whole life. Like, yeah. I'm trying to help you do this for the community and you're not. Have you like gone to the city council meetings or whatever? Yeah, I go to their like, meetings. I go to the city council meetings. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. That's it's, dope that you're involved. I with don't that. know. It's, it it is. It, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm more detrimental than I am helpful because I'm, you know, I am very blunt in what i'm telling them you gotta do you what know? you gotta but, do man i appreciate a good blunt person but we're we are playing the game and we're figuring it out like we're we're rebuilding this thing now like i'll go home and kind of help kind of finish this middle section that's like a bunch of green tabletops and <laughs> hopefully it's what do you mean so black better. i assume is just like the, so they the do highest things, level yeah, green is medium yeah, or they, green is beginner yeah bike parks kind of run on the same model that like ski resorts run on yeah like green right. is entry you know blue okay, is intermediate yeah. black here's our is bunny expert, hill and, and our have, double black yeah, diamond yeah exactly gotcha. double black diamond stuff and yeah it's it's interesting just how all of that stuff works you know obviously you know we get a lot of like well, you don't understand how this works like it's an insurance thing and i'm like have you been to the fucking skate parks here like, yeah this don't tell me it's insurance thing there's a 12 and a half foot deep Dude, bowl down yeah. the street the like, skate parks are so that thing will kill you. Yeah. like this three foot tall dirt jump is fine yeah. i'm like the way you guys are building them is dangerous 100 mm -hmm. like you're building them incorrectly but what can people do if they're listening that want to help or chip in or do something to help yeah Portland? it's just it's just like you know like you know in phoenix is the same as getting bikes and skate parks it's yeah that's a more, huge battle the for most a while. vocal you can be and and you got to kind of go through the right outlets like it is your city council members it is showing up to those meetings it's you know a lot of these places are running on like the surveys now like i'm sure you'll see them on the internet like someone will post a survey like hey we're getting a skate park like we need your input like that input is is literally the voice of yeah. anything so like if that survey comes out and it goes Hey, what do you want to see? Like a bunch of flat rails or a bowl or a spine or a dirt jumps or whatever. Like they take that into account. Yeah. Like they literally tally it up. Like, well, we had 700 votes for a flat rail and 300 votes for a dirt jump. So we're putting a flat rail in, yeah. you know, like, and that's, and that's literally, it's it. Yep. I that actually, is the voice. I got to go to one here at Union Hills a long time ago. At, and just to see like how kind of like bureaucratic and just, yeah. you know government it is yeah. to get something built i think it was part of a uh, wheels in motion the tayez is yep. uh non-profit shit anyway we got time crunch five yeah, minutes so uh <laughs> what is your proudest clip slash proudest accomplishment in your bmx career i don't think i have a proudest clip at all um proudest moment is just all the experiences that i got to have you know like selfishly like that to me, I learned so much by going on all these trips. Like literally all of my best friends came from bike riding. Yep. Just, just BMX is this entity I owe so much of my life to. Like that's that's what I get out of this. And Same. that's, I mean, go back to the bike park stuff. Like that's, that's what I want to like show in kids and everybody coming up is like, you know, like there's not, you're not going to be rich from this sport, you know, but like yeah. you could literally have the best time of your life and meet the best people you'll ever meet. And you can travel the world and you can have all these experiences because of this kid's toy, basically. Yeah. You know, like 
facts. That's that's what I got most out of this. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you had to pick one trip to relive, what trip would it be? New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Sick. That fucking trip was fucked. I've never been to New Zealand. I've been to Australia. I mean, but... New Zealand is like, as a bike rider for the things that I want to ride, it's yeah. like heaven. Oh, shit. It's they like do it. They're big, big skate jumpers parks. out there. Yeah. Crazy trails. Yeah. Like, it's in paradise. You know, like even now, like as a fishing thing, like I would go fishing, you know, like yeah. it's the most beautiful place I've ever been with the best things to ride and all the locals are the fucking best. That's you know, dope. like it's all like a bunch of fucking trail dudes. They send apes. it down yeah. under, dude. Yeah, kill it. Um, I can't think of their names, but I see them on, his, <laughs> I see them on Instagram and they're going like three stories high on every single dirt jump. Yeah, dude. All uh, the backbone dudes are sick. Backbone. Shout out backbone. <laughs> um, so let's do a two two different Mount Rushmore shit. Mm. Mount Rushmore of trail riders from Casey Badger himself. <laughs> Aiken, Stoffer, Punjab, Baker. That's it. Fuck, I'm five. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's four? four. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, we're done. There's a lot in here still, <laughs> but yeah, okay, cool. Keep going. <laughs> keep going so people can look up trail riders. Foster. You know, BF. I mean, mm-hmm. Nutter. I put Nutter on the list because nice. he's fucking ape that no one even realizes how crazy good that dude is. Uh, Clint. Clint, yeah. Maddie. Like, those are the modern dudes that are, you know, the best. Dope. Okay, and then... And then you can keep going. Just all-time BMX <laughs> riders, Mount Rushmore. I mean, it's probably not much different. Yeah, I know. You love trails, yeah. but... Aiken, BF. Like, I feel like what BF continues to do even yeah, as a dude. doctor is insane longevity um, yeah i mean i think you know as a on a bike riding entity as a whole like edwin changed the game yeah so i'll put it on the list for sure um fuck, people that i like watching rides still like the whole fast and loose crew like I'd yeah put dude they're Corey so sick. on that list all right boom there's sure. your mount rush one cool Corey walsh edwin <laughs> bf and aiken that's that's a, pretty that's a fun list. one i love it Okay, and then tell me about some riders that I don't know about that I should know about. Um, I mean, fresh off the top of my head is REA, if you don't know REA. REA. Yeah. No. Um, he's Ripe Life on Insta. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he's, he's on S&M. He's like, he's fucked. Oh, I follow him already. Yeah. He's, like, he's like the literally he's like the best kid on the planet, Ooh. anyways, and yeah. he's incredible. At just ride. one Instagram clip, he can I can. Oh, tell. he didn't ride anything, you know. Yeah. Like he's a fast racer. Well, he's, he's rocking a gyro and shit. That's dope. Yeah, Dude, he's got a two hip pork right. that he built up that he literally rides like it's a modern bike. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. All right. Are yeah. Anybody R-A, else? Um, just trying to think of like some north some local boys homies, yeah. that don't like Draven is. Fucking sick. Draven. Yeah. I don't even D-R-A-V-E-N. know. D R A V E N. Draven. He's super sick. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, really just ride with like we have like a good crew of old dudes at home. Do you know that... Draven's last name? No. No. <laughs> well, Draven. Sorry, Draven. Hi Draven, sorry. We'll follow I don't know. <laughs> we'll find you. <laughs> um yeah. I and mean, then I just ride with the old dudes at home too, so and their kids sick kids are sick yeah kids are sick <laughs> it, it's like inspiring seeing young kids on bikes because it reminds you of like oh yeah i was that once you know, yeah, you know? Totally. like everything's so fucking magical when you're young like yeah. just bunny hopping i remember yeah. my first bunny hop i got my bike that high off the ground and i ran screaming inside to the house like dad <laughs> yeah. you gotta it's see it's so this. cool because i mean obviously i don't have kids but like 
our friends' kids are so rad that I'm like, fuck, dude, kids are cool. And kids I'm are like, cool, eh, dude. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but just like watching them ride bikes and like seeing them like develop as bike riders and mm-hmm. seeing how it's like shaping their world is like pretty fucking cool to me. Like, and it's wild to see how fast because your brain is a sponge when you're oh, that yeah. young. So like you just learn shit and yeah. it's amazing to watch. Like yeah. now that we're older, learning shit ain't, yeah. ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it's cool. Like we went and rode these this set of trails and in washington last year and they're not huge but they're not small either in our little homie max who's i think max is 11 but he went with us and he rode every line at the trails dude hell yeah max yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like, literally get more out of that probably than anything these days you know yeah just living or just watching the youth yeah um okay last thing would be giving advice to young kids out there young new bmx riders who are just getting into it and experiencing the BMX world. What's your advice generally for don't, them? Don't expect anything. Like I think, take take bike riding for what it is. Like if you really love bike riding and you're going to ride bikes regardless, shit will happen if it's meant to happen. You yeah. know, like you don't need to whore yourself out. You don't need to be pushy on anybody for what your goals are, so to speak. Like. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just a thing in general for me. I see kids like their whole goal is to be sponsored. And once they achieve that goal, then, you know, check, they're done. Yeah. You know, like, dude, I hate to admit that that was kind of me. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I got sponsored when I was 18 and I basically stopped learning tricks. Nah, that's not true. I, I still learn. I mean, it's not shit, just but you. I like... a lot. Of, I mean, and that's just a personality thing. It's nothing against those. Kids. And you got to learn. Just... Well, I, I learned the hard way and then yeah. like you can overcome that. It's just don't. The lesson is like if you stop getting better, you're gonna stop being good, you know, at a certain point. And especially if you're getting sponsored, you have to keep <laughs> on improving. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And know. you know, <laughs> also just have fun. Don't expect stuff. That's yeah. great advice. Ride your bike. Uh, I think we can wrap it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need to ask you, but I'm late to go judge this contest. So yeah, we're blowing it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Bye. Thank you. Oh, see you next time, guys. Thanks for watching another episode of Canode Knows brought to you by Dig BMX. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for all the messages. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for uh, just riding bikes and enjoying yourselves. Wow, that was corny. I'll see you next week. I don't know who's going to be on the show. We'll see.